We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing the esports business. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as all information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Kristen. She's the marketing manager for Fem Gaming. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So to start, you know, tell us about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how and why did you get involved in the esports space? Yeah, I've been a gamer my whole life. The first game I ever picked up was Pong, so I'm going to be dating myself here. Um, but what really got me into gaming was my NES system. I've been a Super Mario fan for forever. Princess Peach is the OG femme to me, even though it was always like a rescue the princess trope. But as I got older and the internet was born, I really found my people. Uh, I started playing really, really terrible MMOs who... And, you know, I got into World of Warcraft, then Guild Wars, and I met a group of amazing people to play with. I ended up getting into esports by playing Call of Duty with some work friends, um, but I truly fell in love with esports in League of Legends, and I've been playing that since season two. And even now, when I have conversations with people about playing games, they look at me like I have three heads, or I get, like, the response, you, you play video games? I'm not some weird anomaly. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like you've, you know, played them all and all the good ones. So what kind of brought you into the business side of the industry? Um, well, I've had a huge passion for gaming, obviously, since I was very young. So, you know, I've always wanted to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. Awesome. So tell us a little about Fem Gaming. What is it and, you know, why was it formed? Yeah, that's I can talk so much about Fem. Okay, so Fem Gaming is my home. And it really feels like home to a lot of women out there. Uh, Our our mission is to empower the female gamer and to really give a safe space where women can come together and game safely without the worry of being harassed or trolled online. It was founded by the most amazing woman I've ever met, Jessica Medeiros. And she, fun fact, is an amazing Call of Duty player. But Fem Gaming was formed because Jess saw and experienced the negativity women in esports face without a real place to find like-minded women to game with. Like a lot of women that you see that play games or in the industry, they're tired of being harassed online in lobbies and in voice chats just for simply existing. And I've been a gamer my whole life, like I said, and I can't even begin to tell you all the nonsense, the derogatory comments, the sexism I face personally as a woman who games. Um, But yeah, so at FEM, I'm in charge of 
all the marketing that happens. I work closely with our content creators and our community to ensure our brand messaging is consistent. But um, most recently, I've been working on the e-commerce ends and revamping our shop. I have a web development background, so I've kind of been helping with the website here and there too. Amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like you guys are working on some awesome stuff. And, you know, sad but true, there's a ton of toxicity and a lot of all of this, you know, unnecessary aggression. And I don't know, everyone feels like a, a keyboard warrior. And, mm-hmm. you know, definitely one of the biggest negatives that I think a lot of people, you know, focus on and rightfully so. And, you know, someone who, you know, works on behalf of many female pros and, you know, streamers and just, you know, talent in general. It's vile some of the stuff people have the audacity to say. I know. And then I've had clients who have, you know, taken a screenshot and found their mom and sent to the kid's mom. Like, (gasps) I thought about doing that. (laughs) I'm just talking to a random woman on the internet. Like, and it's just, it's shocking that, like, never in a million years would anyone act like that in real life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and it's just, it's great that, you know, you're able to create this. So, what's some of the stuff that you guys have worked on, some past initiatives? Oh, well, there's a few things that we've done. I mean, most recently, um, we were at the Call of Duty major in Toronto. It was actually Canada's first time hosting a CDL tournament. Uh, And the event had all 12 Call of Duty teams flown in. They were also really big industry execs there at the tournament. But um, we were involved by having our first live in-person ladies power hour. So we were invited by Activision uh, as a part of their ladies' nights. So we set up our gaming lounge, our femme gaming lounge, rather, uh, to provide women a safe space to game and meet and learn more about femme gaming. Um, fun fact, we were initially only supposed to be there for one night, <laughs> but they asked us to remain for the entire weekend. So it was really great. Honestly, it was so good. Amazing. So kind of how'd that kind of come about? Uh, well, we have various partnerships with a few companies, um, and, you know, one of our contacts had reached out to us and, you know, invited us. And they said, you know, we have a spot. Would you be willing to set up your booth and kind of get involved? And we obviously took the chance at that. It was such an amazing time. Awesome. Definitely sounds like a good one. I saw some highlights of it. Yeah. So tell us a little about the content creators. I know you mentioned that you guys have some that are, you know, on behalf of you. Yeah, uh, we have. Um, well, we have like a full time content creator. She writes our blog. Our, her name is Billy. Um, and she does a lot of our social media posts, actually like 99% of our social media posts Philly does. Um, but we're actually most recently looking into like ambassadors and kind of getting involved with influencers, kind of just to spread the word about femme gaming and the initiative. So kind of, is it like just an organization or is it like a team? Tell us a little bit about, you know, femme gaming. So we are all for the most part, volunteers. (laughs) volunteers. <laughs> um, so all of us, there's a very small team of us um, that we just obviously have a passion for gaming and changing the industry. And uh, so we kind of all found each other. Well, rather, Jess found us all. And we, you know, we meet a few times a week and we kind of discuss what our plans are. But we're a like six person initiative at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. So I know you guys have hosted some really great panels in the past. So kind of, you know, what are some of the topics? How does that kind of work? So, okay. Our first thing that we created, our first panel was called the Ladies Power Hour, and it was launched back in 2021. uh, And it was a great success. But since then, um, we have added sponsors like Belong Gaming and TELUS, 
that actually sponsor those panels. So for us, the purpose of the show is to give women professionals in the industry the opportunity to speak and discuss important topics regarding gaming and esports. We also have had allies in the past be on the show because obviously our allies are just as important to the conversations as anyone else. But we most recently added a new stream called Press Start, uh, and this highlights streamers in the industry. Uh, and, you know, some of the biggest challenges we face, as I said before, we're a very small team. So our biggest challenge that we have are capacity issues. So sometimes we're so in demand that we really have to take a step back and prioritize, you know, what's really best. Definitely. I guess that's one of those good things where it's like there's so much going on and so many opportunities where you just. Yeah. So what's kind of anyone in some advice you have for people that are trying to work in the female gaming space, whether it's from a brand side or just, you know, community building? <sighs> okay. So I could talk a lot about this. So recently there has been a really big move forward with women and in being involved in the industry. We're seeing a lot of companies adapt more inclusive environments and trying to meet diversity goals and be, you know, make sure that women are fairly represented in the industry. Um, however, I won't sugarcoat anything. Uh, wanting to be a female and enter the space is definitely like playing a game on hard mode. Um, as a woman, you have to work harder. You have to challenge the notion that you aren't as good as your male peers are. You have to make, you know, and all the likelihood of being called bossy when you're simply being assertive and set realistic expectations for your team. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, it only gets harder as you climb the ladder, but I feel like that's in most industries and just being a woman. But, you know, as for marketing to female gamers, we really need to see more female representation in gaming. Uh, where, where are the highlights for the incredible women in the industry? Why are all esports teams men? You know, girls are taught from a very young age that video games are for boys, which they're not, not even close. But when girls decide to pick up video games, they're much older. The median age for a woman that games is about 30 years old. And typically they play more casual games. And esports is like taboo. It's not girly. It's not feminine. And when younger women try esports games, they get bullied and flamed and harassed. So why would they want to continue playing it? So with real role models in the industry and voices speaking on behalf of women, that's the key to changing the industry for the better. Absolutely. We've definitely seen a series of not so positive news related to a lot of the entities involved in this, especially mm -hmm. from the game developer side. And, you know, it's interesting to see how, you know, you have different developers, different teams, event operators creating, you know, whether it's female only tournaments or circuits or, you know, so what's your kind of thoughts on that stuff? So the whole women and, you know, women tournaments, I'm not a big fan of myself. Um, I think that the ultimate goal there would kind of, it would create like a bigger gap between men and women in gaming. And there's already a big gap there anyway. There's no biological reason that men and women can't compete on the same level. Um, so it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, Femme Gaming has this ideal called the Femme Effect. Um, and what that does, it actually would hold tournaments and tournament holders accountable for creating an inclusive environment for women. So what the Femme Effect does is it, well, it says, you know, create a space where women are at least one player or one coach on every esports team. So you would have, you could have four guys and a girls playing, you know, but 
creating women's specific tournaments are not the answer. It's just going to split the, you know, it's going to create the, make a bigger gap between, you know, the, the genders when there really shouldn't be in the first place. Right. It's almost going to reinforce the initial point of, you know, girls aren't playing video games or league of legends or shooter games where it's like, you play what you want to play and what makes you happy, whether you're a boy, girl, or, you know, anything else on the spectrum at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. So do you think that there'll be more a rise of more mixed teams? You know, I definitely start to see some Valorant teams and the ability for you to have both because it's just not about your gender. It's just about your skill level. I've been seeing a lot more of all women tournaments and all women teams. And while like, that's great. Like I said, I would just think that I, I obviously I support those women 100%, but I would rather see men and women on teams. So something that we've been saying most recently is, you know, a lot of the times you'll say, you'll hear, you know, the future is female. Like a lot of like this women empowerment is great. And I love it. I live for it. But the future is not female. The future is not binary. The future is with everybody together. There shouldn't be a split. There shouldn't be a divide. Um, so yeah, while the teams are great, um, I definitely think that it should be mixed teams instead of, you know, women's specific teams. Absolutely. It shouldn't just be like it's separate ecosystem or just be everyone's playing and everyone's kind of encouraged at the best, whoever wins, the best player wins, the best competitor. Exactly. And as someone who's worked and, you know, watched some of these top female players in CSGO and Valorant and some other games, like they are phenomenal and they Mm -hmm. are equally as good as most of the male pros out there and, I would be shocked if many of the top teams want to play some of these girls in the tournament, especially on LAN. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and so what's kind of your favorite part about working in the esports and gaming space? Ooh, okay. So gaming is such a beautiful escape from reality. So me personally, the world is just so crazy right now that with you know, the ability to put on your headphones and turn on your computer or your console and just relax and fall into a new world. That's my favorite part of gaming. But what I love most about working with Fem Gaming is the opportunity we have to change the world. Gaming, like I said, is such an escape. Like it shouldn't be feel- filled with fear and toxicity. Me, I'm a super competitive person and there is no better feeling than crushing your opponent. It, you know, instant dopamine boost, right? But I would love to see the Femme Effect come to fruition, you know, by holding tournaments, you know, accountable for, by holding tournaments rather, and making them accountable for fair representation of women in the space. Um, But the biggest thing I love about working with Femme, to be honest, is the kids that hear me talk about Femme Gaming, whether it be through my own kids' mouths or a kid seeing me in public wearing a Femme Gaming shirt and they have the courage to ask me about it. You know, their reactions to what we're doing makes me tear up every single time. So I'm going to tell you a story. So the other day on one of the last days of school, my daughter, who's nine, um, and her has her friend are on the bus and her friend stole my, stole her cell phone. Uh, and she just had to call me like her friend called me and she told me that she watches me on TikTok and she follows all my stories. And she told me that she loves to play video games and that it's so cool that I'm there sticking up for all the girls who get bullied. And told me that she usually feels alone, but watching my videos, she knows that there's thousands of girls that are out there that are just like her. Nothing has compared to that feeling whatsoever. So if you ask me what my favorite part is, it's the impact that we have, you know, on these kids that felt like me when I was a kid, like this nerdy little weird kid that played video games. 
Amazing. I think that's definitely one of, you know, the most amazing part about what, you know, everyone that's working on this space trying to kind of bridge the gap that, you know, is certainly accessible. You can look, turn on any Twitch stream or any major tournament and, you know, you could kind of just see with your own eyes what we're talking about. When, mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the statistics, it's gaming, you know, it's much closer to even than it is slanted the way that it looks to the, you know, the naked eye. So. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for, you know, any females trying to kind of work in the esports business? <sighs> advice for the females in the business. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I would just say keep trucking. You know, you have to put your head down, grin and bear it and know that all of your efforts are definitely going to pay off because the women that are brave enough to enter the industry are the women that are going to lead the industry. And, you know, no matter how many times somebody tells you and puts you down, there's, you are not, you are, you are your own, you know, destiny at this point, you know, there's such a huge opportunity in the gaming industry. So if you are brave enough to go for it, then go for it. Definitely. I think that's amazing advice for everyone out there listening. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to go for it. And if this is what you want, there'll be adversity, but at the end of the day, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there's definitely a much more of a trend this way than it is the opposite. Definitely. So to kind of like bring this towards the end, what's the future for femme gaming, both in the short term and the long term? Well, the short term girls for femme gaming is to really make it more present at live events, such as the fan expo in Toronto, which is kind of like Comic-Con. Um, and we are hoping to make an appearance at TwitchCon in San Diego. So that would be really awesome. But we are working with more content creators, like I said earlier, to, you know, to increase our social channels along with influencers. But long term, we plan on using the Fem Effect, you know, and partnering with tournament organize- organizers to ensure more women are being represented in esports alongside male players. So it's great to have all female tournaments, but again, it doesn't help creating a safe co-ed tournament. Did you actually know, did you know that the highest esport prize pool was for a Dota tournament and it was like $40 million and not one woman competed, not one, but there's been a lot of talk about women tournaments like we were just talking about before. Um, and the prize pools for those are like 10,000 to $50,000. So when you line those up side by side, it's like a joke. You know, why would a woman want to even compete in that when the guys are competing for $40 million? So there's no reason again, that women and men can't play together and compete alongside one another. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't think they'll find that many people that can give you a reason why it shouldn't be. And, you know, I definitely think that we're trending towards that. And, you know, once you start having the opportunity where it's not male only tournament, it's just tournament, mm-hmm. it'll just figure itself out. Yeah. A big problem though, is that, you know, tournaments now are, you know, co-ed, but you wouldn't know that looking at the tournaments. You would have no idea. And there's such a stigma, like people, even, you know, the coaches and, you know, the people that are actively involved in esports, they would say that, oh, women aren't as good or they're not as talented. And it's just a made up thing that the industry has kind of brainwashed itself to believe. And, you know, it's time to change that. And I think, you know, Fem Gaming has the right idea and that we are going to change it. Awesome. Well, definitely, you know, supporting what you guys are onto. It definitely seems like it's going in the right direction. So I'd like to end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? Ooh, 
game to watch. So it depends. I love to watch speed runs. And so, like I said, my, my old, my old school heart loves Super Mario. So watching people do speed runs is like so amazing to me. I love watching people play like Guitar Hero and I, I can't, I could never in my life do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not mine either. So what's your favorite game to play? Um, well, I love League of Legends. Um, so I've been playing that pretty religiously for a very long time. <laughs> and what's your favorite video game character? Oh, hmm. Oh my gosh, probably Zelda, you know, bringing it back. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Tell me where they can connect with you and learn more about what Fem Gaming is working on. Yeah, um, to keep in touch with Fem Gaming, you can follow us on our website. Uh, all of our socials are there. Our Discord link is there. Uh, it's a, a women-only Discord, so if you do join, uh, it's femgaming.gg. All of our socials are Fem Gaming or Fem Gaming GG, depending on the platform. But yeah. Awesome. So thanks everybody again for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q and check Apple podcasts for all our past episodes. Thank you so much.